Looking for some inspiration? You have come to the right place. Join us for a great conversation. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live Conversations. I see you got the shoulders moving. You ready? We getting real over here with Mary J right now. I'm a '90s girl. I cannot fight it. Hey, hey, welcome to welcome to Conversations on Black Hollywood Live. This is your host Constance Dunn, and today in the studio we have a homemade, homegrown DIY Hollywood success story. I am talking executive producer and media man around town. You have seen him on OWN, you have seen him on TMZ, BET, and recently Reels Channel, and you've seen him a lot here on Black Hollywood Live, because he runs the joint. We are talking Daryl Christian. Welcome. Wow, that was a serious <laughs> intro. I don't even know how to you know, live up to those standards right And it's there. all true. Isn't that weird? Uh, well, it, it's, it's weird <laughs> to hear somebody talk about you. Yeah, I'm so used to yeah. being on your side, so yes. it's like really weird to be on this side. Yeah, and it's all true, because I am probably similar to you in that I am not a big, like, fluffer up in the Hollywoods. I'm not like a a carny barker in right. the way that does a lot of heavy promotion. It right. has to be real, you yeah. know? Which is an appropriate song. Yes, yeah. yes. Mary J. Blige is 100% real. Exactly. Now, it's funny because I think that when people think about producers and what people do in Hollywood and kind of people who are entrepreneurs like yourself, they're like, what the heck does he do? Does he sit in hot tubs at night and party all I wish. day? <laughs> I wish that was my life. <laughs> so walk me through kind of like a typical like work and work and work and day in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's obviously different for everyone. For me, I mean, honestly, the funny thing is it starts off with a lot of email checks because there's so much things just on a day to day that happen at the studio with the staff and with the team that, we, you know, we're always kind of having communication throughout the day. So I honestly start my, my day pretty much with, with reading emails and right. seeing what how that kind of forms the rest of my day. Um, and depending on what the week is, you know, if there's carpets to do or events to do, uh, you know, it's a lot of times it's like soliciting guests or, uh, you know, prepping things for an interview, a lot of research. You know, uh, one thing that I learned from Maria Menounos, who's obviously our, our, our founder of After, After Buzz TV, our sister company, and, and then also one of my partners for Black Hollywood Live is, you know, always be prepared, always research, like always have five to five to ten honest, honest general questions to do any type of interview when you go into it. You know, some people are able to go off the cusp, but a lot of times, you know, I say, and even with learning from what Maria said, you know, take those five bullet points mm -hmm. and then go off the cusp off of that. But you always have your standard things that you can ask everybody. Right. So to say all that, it, it is part of like my day-to-day -day kind of regimen of like preparing for those type of things. And honestly, there's so much business that just goes on right. with Black Hollywood Live that is not glamorous. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. it's not the what people think is the fun part of the job that have to, you know, just keep this thing going, this machine running. Right. So a lot of times those are majority parts of my day. Yeah, and it's a funny thing because I know you're someone who's done a lot of pitching. Mm -hmm. And what I find so interesting about you, beyond the fact that you're not someone who is naturally um, situated in Hollywood, like you don't have a Hollywood family. You right. don't have like... I wish. Exactly. That would have been real easy. To be born into, you know, royalty in Hollywood <laughs> right. would be making things a lot easier, like I guess. Like a Paltrow situation. Exactly. Right, right. So... Um, and so sometimes I think people feel that to be successful in Hollywood, you have to be this super flamboyant, super pushy, super, super like aggro person. And I love success stories where a person is maybe more um, like low key. Yeah. Right, right, right. So when you kind of heard that advice, did you say, OK, I'm going to try? Did you try to be like that at any point in your career? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because even now looking at 
at, at things or people who are on TV who are personalities. A lot of people right. are over the top. You right, know, right. they're either super flamboyant, super opinionated, you know, and um, sometimes to me when I look at certain certain people, I'm like, oh, wow, that's just not me. You know, yeah. I'm I'm I, I can. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, I always say that people have different personalities. Right. I'm I'm a Leo and I'm pretty, you know, I'm like I say when I believe in science. So I, when I say that I'm a Leo, I'm pretty confident in what I do. Right. Um, I am definitely, you know, Leo's like to be kind of the life of the party right. at, at times, but they know how to kind of observe and watch and, and, and be low key when they need to. And then put it on when they need to, uh-huh. you know? So I kind of consider that true to be my form. Um, I mean, I'm not over the top, you know, crazy, you know, just this big, big for life personality, but I have right. a, I have a pretty strong personality. I have a pretty strong opinion. So I know when to turn that on. And I think that a lot of times people try and be something that they're not. And that's the hard part of this business. Cause you see things and you're like, well, I got to be just like that. Right, right. And, and I do say that there's a formula that you know, that's just just people in general, whether you're an actor, whether you're a TV person or personality or mm-hmm. even in business. There is a general form that a lot of times I think people think that this, those standards need to be that exact way right. or they kind of create things off of that. Mm-hmm. But I say stay in your own lane. Be who you're going to be. It, the biggest thing is, I think, and even I've had to learn, is to be authentic to who you are. Because when you're authentic, it doesn't really matter if you're over the top or low key or, or kind of in the middle. As long as you're authentic, people pick up on that. If you're over the top... Sure, there's certain people that people watch for just entertainment purposes, but longevity, I think, if you're over the top and that's not who you really are, it eventually comes out and it shows. Yeah. And people aren't going to like that. Yeah, they aren't. So they want to see who you really are. And it also would make you miserable inside. It would make you miserable. I don't care how much money you have or or gain or fame from it. I just, you know... I think you really need to know who you are as a person. And, and I, it's something that I've had to learn in this business right. as well. Cause when I first started, I, I was thinking like, Oh God, I, you know, I need to be like this. I mean, right. even there is certain times, you know, people put you in categories or like, Oh, you're this type or right, you're like this. Right. And it's hard to break that when you're like, well, no, that's a part of me, but I also am like this too, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, you know, you just have to kind of just, like I said, stay true to yourself. And I think it'll all, it works itself out. You know, it's really funny cause I'm a huge fan of Hollywood biographies. So mm-hmm. I probably, I could get a, like a Guinness Book of World Records on how many biographies I've watched or read of very famous people, and particularly in the past and probably in the in current times as well. There's a lot of people who have been very unhappy in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Stories of people that are very, um, you know, whether they've become broke and lost their money or just been very unhappy. Drugs. They they meet a lot of people in this industry meet bad ends. Yeah. Have you noticed that? They do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, yeah. What do you think that is based on? Well, it's interesting. Um, I, so it's funny you say the, the word broke and certain things because the um, the segment or the episodes I'm, I recently I got cast on was for a show called Broken Famous on Reels Channel. It talks about eight celebrities who have been famous and gone broke for a variation of different reasons, right. like Johnny Depp, like 50 Cent, TLC, right. uh, Michael Jackson, you know, and... Michael Jackson is a good example. I don't think that Michael Jackson, as much money as he had, as famous as he was, he never seemed happy. Right, you know? right. Uh, there was something in him that just was never, it just appeared sad. I think yeah. that's honestly, unfortunately, you know, it caught up to him later on in life. Um, but to answer your question, why do I think that people yeah, are... Yeah, like are, personally. Um, I think that what happens is, I think that, and I've done it myself, you look at you look at fame and money and think that, that those things, like being able to do whatever you want to do and live, have a ton of money in the bank, that that will equate to you being, making you the person that you are. But 
Now, granted, I, I, you know, it helps. Let's keep it 100. Having money <laughs> definitely helps. I'd rather be, you know, rich and unhappy than broken unhappy if I, if I have to pick. Right, you know? so you'd rather be um, crying in a Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, I'd rather be it. crying in a Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and getting in my, you know, Maserati versus my hoopty and, you know, going to 7-Eleven to buy dinner. So, you know, I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, all jokes aside, I think that people, even myself, come into this and you think, like, I want to get, you know, I'm going to get famous because, A, I think you go through so many obstacles Mm -hmm. to get to where you want to get to. There's Mm -hmm. so many naysayers. There's so many people who tell you you can't do it. And, and, And I think... When you're focusing on that to keep you strong and get you through it, and you're like, "Well, I'm going to show them." Or yeah. when I get to this place, this is what I'm going to. It's going to be like that ah moment <laughs> where it's like, "I got a million dollars and I'm happy." <laughs> right. But I think that people aren't happy because you find that maybe there's people that are around you that aren't your real friends. Maybe you know, um, and maybe getting to that top, you realize it's lonely. You know, mm-hmm. they all, a lot of people say. I hear a lot of people say who are famous. You know, it's lonely at the top. Or it's like Diddy said with Biggie, more money, more problems. Yeah. You know, because I, I believe that to be a true statement. You have all these things, but there's going to be more people who are sticking their hands out. You, you know, There's more problems that come along right, with that. You right. can't trust everybody. Right. You can't put everybody around you. You know, and then for the people who are super famous, can't even go to the mall and just walk right. around. You know, things we take for granted. Right. You know? I mean, I think that that plays into a lot of it. But I think, honestly, you have to be whole with yourself getting this in this industry and not use that as, oh, I'm going to get whole in myself when I get famous. You got to you got to start with that. That right. is that should be your step one. Yeah. Exactly. Before you even decide to get You're into right. this industry. Let that be step one. Mm-hmm. Know who you are before you even get get to that place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure, there's lots of kids who are young actors who grew up in the business. But I still think that's different because right. they grow up in the business and right. this is what they know. But as an adult. Know who you are first, be, or you know, before you get into this, because I've seen a lot of people change, and I, like you said, I've I've seen some sad stories, I've seen some great stories, but I've seen some sad stories too, where people just started to feel like you know they weren't worthy or they just were unhappy, and and you're looking at them like, wow, you got all this stuff, you right? Know? How can you even be unhappy? Well, there's the idea that um, sometimes when people are unhappy with wealth, they there's a certain guilt, yeah. like that they feel like they didn't really earn it. Like, I don't know if you've, you've met entrepreneurs who created something from scratch. Yeah. They don't have that sense of guilt or shame about their money. Right. I've noticed that. Yeah. Um, but it is funny. So congratulations on your show on Reels Channel. So a tip on how does someone get famous and not broke? Are there certain tips you're like, oh, ABC, you're doing it over well, and over again? You know, you know it's funny. Um, you know, I, just from doing the research on the show and being, you know, part of the show, I, I kind of learned a lot. I mean, like the first episode premiered last Friday and it had Johnny. It was a story on Johnny Depp. And you realize that, you know, as much money as they make, sometimes if you are lavishly spending that same amount of money and it's going out the door, right. you know, you're not going to it's, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. I mean, there's different stories for each celebrity. Like, for example, you know, I did the, I had, did the 50 Cent story and, you know, a lot of his was more of like lawsuits and him and filing for bankruptcy and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that caused some of his, his financial burdens. But, you know, a lot of people just spend, you know, yeah. and I think you think that, 
you know, your money is always going to be there. And I think that's a problem, too. You got to save or invest. I mean, right. you know, you got to put your money in certain things to, so you can have a longevity of life if certain things don't work out. You know? Yeah. And I always su suggest just take a basic accounting class, like at a local community college Absolutely. while you're in the business. If you're auditioning, you should also be learning about the business. Absolutely. That is your business. There's a million ways to get screwed in this industry. There is. There is like the minute you have some success, there are like an endless line of people outside the door waiting for that situation for you to make a mistake. So even if you have people People that manage it have some sense of oversight yeah i mean i don't know if this is still true but i have heard this rumor that oprah uh personally signs checks that go out of that building and this is oprah and you right. know that she don't have time you know what i mean <laughs> to write checks to write checks but she does it or she has from what i heard mm -hmm. has done that before and i applaud her like she's that means she's she's not just leaving it to right. you know her team i mean i'm sure yes i'm sure her team handles a lot of it but right you know, she's she's hands on. I'll put it like that. And I think you have to be. I mean, going back to what you said about accounting, I actually studied uh, accounting in college. It was a minor of mine and I, I never thought I'd do anything with it. But now looking back at it, I know how to budget. I'm great with money, um, you know, and I think that it'll help me even, you know, with management or whatever. I'm always like I had done a commercial, a national commercial um, and. I knew exactly how to calculate how much percentage was going to be coming in my, you know, uh -huh. bank account and mailbox yeah. every, you know, every time it showed up. So, you know, you got to you got to be smart. You, yeah. And you also have to want to be hands on because you don't want anybody just controlling you. You, you need to be. You know, and you need to know what's going on with your your personal situations. Yeah. No, it's funny because I think there's certain myths in Hollywood, and I think you're an example of someone who's busted a couple of myths as far as success. Um, I think sometimes there's the idea that you have to know exactly what you want, and you have to like immediately align yourself A to B to C. But for you, the path has not been so straightforward. No. Okay. No, um, you know, and I'm still learning and I'm still learning who I am and, 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 and going through this voyage of, of, of blessings. Um, but, you know, even for myself, I'm not completely where I personally see myself wanting to be. But I know that either I'll get there or there'll be a form of that that will happen in the end of this this voyage. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, um, you know, there is I, I was one who was like that. I was like, OK, A plus B equals C. Right. And you will if you're lucky and that happens to you, great. But the majority of stories usually happen, like, randomly. Like, yeah. I had a friend who, you know, was an actor and had been auditioning forever and was about to quit acting and ended up literally was going to tell their manager that they were going to quit yeah. and got into a car accident and it ended up being a casting director for something called them in and now they're on a show on ABC. You know, like, they, you know, you just never know who's going to notice you or see you. Right. Um, and, you know, had this person has studied forever and all, had planned all these different things and mm -hmm. thought it was going to be this certain way and it never happened. Now, on the flip side, you also have to have a certain amount of preparation that you do for yourself right. even if your path goes a different way if you want to be a host you know you need to build a youtube channel you need right. to do the basic things you need to you know build your social media which i'm still working on yeah. you need to do these things that when your time comes you're prepared right you know um it's it's funny i was just having this conversation with maria menounos a couple of weeks ago because there's a show idea that we that uh, i've been working on the pitch and, um, you know, one thing is she had even said to me and Kevin Undergar, they're like, have you been practicing every day? Because when you get called in that room, you get, you get one chance. You better be ready, you know, like and you're they're like, you're you're good. You're you're already above most in hosting right. and can do it. They're like, but you need to be practicing, even if it's 15 minutes a day, you know, spinning the 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 the. Um, 
tele playing with the teleprompter, you know, rehearsing lines for your show, you know, so when you go into that room, you are like, you're not 100, you're 175. Okay, a secret pitch tip. A uh, secret pitch tip. A super for, secret pitch tip. Uh, <laughs> for a sh just in general, like for yeah, a show. Yeah, for for um either for yourself or if you're going into casting or something that could even apply to like a basic interview. Things that you've used before, like when you go into that room, things that you know have made you shine. Um, just no, just preparing yourself. Like right. there is um. A particular network that I went into for a job as a host, I didn't get it, but I but they told me I was really prepared, and I know that they kept trying to find something for me afterwards because I went in there and I knew I I'd researched. I kind of asked around the people who had possibly gone in, or right. like producers there who I knew or who knew someone there, and I said, "Hey, you know, for example, like what type of things may they ask me?" Because I really had no idea what they right. were going to ask me, and I just wanted to be kind of prepared on every ground. They're like, "Well, no, you know, they were like have five stories of pop culture that you knew that you know we're gonna that you can speak fluently on, articulate everything, and mm -hmm. and do like almost a pitch and like get everything out in sixty seconds." Yeah. So I that's what I did. I prepared those stories and. And just that was a tip that helped me to, I think, stand out among those rest, among the rest of them. Now, granted, like I said, I didn't get that job, but I know for sure that right. they really did like what I did and tried. To, they kept bringing me back in. Right, that sense of preparedness, because I think there is, and I think it's pretty much a myth, unless you're like a random, like a unicorn person, of the idea of just going in and being you and winging it. Yeah. No, there's you always have to stylize yourself for something. I mean, sure. in the sense of it's always being authentic but kind of trying to see yourself as others might see you which is very difficult you yeah. know we're not used to seeing ourselves in that way but um also just having a sense of being prepared i think it's uh that's when you are able to improvise and like you think of a dancer on a stage yeah. it's like a ballet dance or something when they're able to improvise it's so beautiful but it's not really a true improvisation it's well you got to look at it like it's anything else i mean would you go into any job uh, it could be a a, a a doctor it could be a teacher right. it could be you know a pharmacist whatever it may be would you go in there unprepared in an interview right. or you know for it could be an accountant would you right. go in there unprepared yeah you know you have to look i think a lot of people look at entertainment and think they see the glamour part of it and a lot of people just want to get famous off exactly. of it and especially now with social media that's so easy to do right. in that in that regard but if you want longevity and you want people to, rem people to remember you and you want to keep getting jobs, you got to be prepared. And I think it's always with success, too. Everybody, they're always... I think it's so important when you talk about longevity, and I think you talk about this a lot, it's building happiness into it. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. this idea of, and you were talking about it a little bit earlier, um, about thinking that being rich and famous is going to give me eternal peace that I seek and I'm going to never have problems again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, <laughs> I haven't experienced the the rich part of it yet, but you know, I mean, I'm I, you know, I, I feel confident in the future. Um, right. No, I mean, I just I, I I have a lot of successful friends and some who are you know have gone through ups and downs mm -hmm. to get to their success, and some who've gotten it easier. And they, you know, the ones who have been unhappy with it have have always said to me, they're like, "Listen, I have all this money, I have all these things, but like if if." If I'm don't have anything internally to kind of like right. keep me balanced, what does it mean? You know, exactly. and I it's like I go back and see sometimes when you see a celebrity who goes back and marries like their old high school girlfriend or something uh -huh. like that. Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, especially in this industry, you want to get a sense of 
a normalcy, you know, and right. going back to kind of like knowing someone you can trust. Exactly. You know? It's like, you know, there, there's lots of people who go back and kind of do that. Yeah. And, and I, and I get it. I get it. I think it kind of keeps, it can keep you whole, but I mean, that may not be your agenda. I mean, everybody has their own thing. I mean, some people just, they don't look, they're like, Hey, I want to be this and I want to be famous and this is what I want to do to get there. Just, I say, once again, be a whole person because yeah. it doesn't matter in the end, you know, you just want to be happy. Now, speaking of balance, what are just some things that you rely on personally just to kind of keep, because, you know, you probably have ups and downs sure. and something that just keeps you very like that equilibrium, you know, you don't. <laughs> uh, the things that kind of, the tools I use to kind of keep me that, that middle ground. Yeah, that, that middle ground. Um, meditation um, has helped mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I'm really starting to get more into that. Um, and honestly, reading like, I'm, I'm a, I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and went to Catholic grade school, high school, um, and my family's very religious mm-hmm. uh, to an extent. I'm more spiritual. I don't believe in just one particular thing. I believe that whatever makes you whole and keeps you balanced internally, mm-hmm. go with that. You yeah. know. And so my spirituality, I think, has helped me as of late to really... I say battle the demons that pop in your head, you know, because yeah. everybody gets them sometimes. Right, I get right. them, you know, sometimes I'm like, what did I get myself into getting in this entertainment game, you know? Yeah. Uh, why can I just want to stay in Ohio and be an accountant, you know? Yeah. Because um, you do go through so many ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know? And, and but, you know, I, I like to be honest about the fact that what helps me get through those things is is having a stronger faith mm-hmm. and and spirituality to know that I'm doing these things for a reason and that everything kind of happens for a reason. I do believe that you put your energy, like science of mind teaches you, you put your energy in a certain place and you manifest those things. You know, if you mm-hmm. it's like if you focus on something negative, a lot of times negative things happen. If you focus on the positive things, mm-hmm. those positive things typically happen, you know. It may not happen when we want them to, right. but they eventually happen. Happen. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Ohio because you are an Ohio native. I am. But you went to New York and you were working at some like top media places, publishing yeah. houses there. Did you do that by design? Were you like, okay, I'm going to go be a magazine guy or no um this is why i would say you know you never know where life your path's gonna gonna um, take you i was a marketing uh, major in college um and i had a minor in accounting as mm-hmm. i mentioned and i knew i wanted to work in entertainment i mean i growing up i was you know outside of playing basketball i was always like in plays and doing theater right. and those type of things uh and writing for my school newspaper in high school and in college, I started a radio show called Burning the Midnight Oil. I was oh, on, yeah. on Saturday nights from 12 to 4 a.m. <laughs> and, it was, you know, most people were like, you're crazy. You're giving up your Saturday nights. You're in college. Like, we should be going out and partying. I had the best time <laughs> doing this radio show. <laughs> it was 12 to, 12 to 4. I was happy. I was, right. like, I was like happy, you know. And I probably had like 30 people listening. But right. it was like, you would have thought I had 30 million people <laughs> yes. listening the way I felt about doing this radio show. Um, but that kind of started my engine running again with, that. I was like, you know, I, I, at that time I didn't know, you know, I knew that there was the Ryan Seacrests and all these people who do hosting, but I never really knew how to fi- fall into that lane. I thought you had to always go the traditional route of, you had to go to broadcast journalism and then you had to go to a small market in like, you know, buck nowhere, Texas, right, you know, right. and build your career. And yes, th- those are places that a lot of the top news anchors go and do. Right. But this industry's changed so yes. much that, um, so I ended up moving to New York. Well, let me start over a little bit. So I was actually dating a girl in college 
who worked at Vibe magazine. Wow, okay. Um, and she had interned there for one summer and she decided to go into a record label. She didn't want to do pu- the publishing site. She right. wanted to work at a record label. So I, uh, my roommate was actually from Brooklyn. And one night we were all talking and she was saying, she was like, you know, you should, I was telling her what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to get an entertainment. I'm not sure what angle I want to do. She's like, you should go try and get an internship at, at Vibe. I'll, I'll put in a good word for you. I work there. And I was like, cool. And then my roommate was like, hey, you could live with my mom in Brooklyn you know, I mean, she probably won't charge you rent. You could like totally chillax there and just you'll be good because she considers you like family. I'm like, cool. So she got set up an interview for me and it was actually in the editorial department hmm. writing. I, I mean, I, I, I had to write because I did newspaper right. stuff, but I didn't consider myself a writer. Right. You know? And so set up the interview. I actually got in my red Civic. Uh, drove 12 hours to New York because they said they gave me a time slot of when I could actually you know, um, uh, go to, you know, go for the interview. I drove up by myself. You know, you could do that when you're like, you know, 19 right, years old too. Right, You could do that you know, all I was, the time. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like, looking, at, looking back at it now, I still would do it, but it was like, I, I was fearless. I was like, oh, I'll leave at midnight yeah, and just drive to New York. Cheetos, yeah, like I'm, I'm water. Fine. I got my I got my music right. on. I'm good. I was like a truck driver yeah. in my day too. I'd Absolutely. be like up and down the East Coast. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, what? I had yeah, no okay. fear. I was fearless. <laughs> um, and so I went to New York and I interviewed an editorial and they were like, yeah, we like you. They were like, you know, it's they were like, okay, two things. They were like, first thing is this isn't a paid internship. And I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah. you know, but I'm gonna do what I got to do. Right. I, you know, it's fine. I won't, you know, I'll, fi- I'll suck it up. I'll figure it out. Um, and then they were like, and two, we don't know if like, you know, they're like, after talking to you, there's also other departments here, right? There's not just editorial. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what do you have? And they're like, well, there's marketing, there's events, you know, which is falling under marketing. We actually feel like after your personality that you would work better in marketing and events. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm a marketing major. Like, right. that'd be cool, you know? And so they put me in contact with the, the marketing person. She actually came in and she's like, listen, we're not inter- we're not taking any interviews right now. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, taking any interns right now. She said, and we're not paying either right now. Okay. So she's like, just stay in contact with me. So I actually drove back home, didn't have a job at Vibe. But I, you know, I was like, it's okay. You know, it's all, all right. good. I melt- met them. So, and I was just happy to be in New York, you know. Yeah. So five months go by and they had said to me, stay in contact with us. Stay in okay. contact with us. I would call them probably once a month, you know, you know, send them emails, you know, check in. And one day I came, I remember I came back from class and it was a message uh, in, on my e- uh, email and said, hey, um, you know, there's an opportunity that may be opening up. We don't even need you to drive to New York. We'll do a phone interview with you. Okay. They did the phone interview with me. It was actually for the events department and marketing department. And they were like, and you get paid. You're going to get a $500 stipend, you know, every two weeks for, nice. for this. And I'm like, Hey, great. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any bills. Uh, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have had to do much cause I had my roommate's mom I was right. living with. So it actually all worked out. I was actually, I had one of those weird stories where I went to New York and was able to save money and, and just, I had a great experience in New York. And now where it where it also goes back to my point of saying that, you know, you veer to where the direction takes you. I had no idea that you could even do events like it was not even in my mindset. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing events um, after college. They hired me uh, in the marketing department and I was at the vibe parties with like Tommy Hilfiger and Beyonce and Mariah Carey. And, and this, and one day they had a vibe, uh, they used to have a vibe, um, vibe music, sh- uh, like night show. Right. And they said to me, they were like, you know, can you kind of help us wrangle celebrities? Cause that's kind of, it was part of my oh, okay. job to wrangle the celebrities. And I was like, sure. Yeah, no problem. 
And I went out and I actually ended up interviewing Mariah Carey because the person who was supposed to interview didn't interview her. Really? I fell in love. I was like, this is what I need to be doing. That's great. And that kind of started the path of me getting back into hosting. So that story, basically what I'm trying to reiterate to people is that I did, I never saw that. Like It wasn't like I was like, okay, A, I'm going to go to Vibe Magazine. B, I'm going to work in events. C, I'm going to turn that into hosting again. Mm-hmm. That path presented itself. And even just coming here and creating BHL, I was hosting at AfterBuzz TV. I was... I met Maria and Uh had an idea for one show. I met Maria and Kevin Undergaro Mm -hmm. and had an idea for one show. And that one show turned into Black Hollywood Live. So you never know where your path is going to lead you. You never know. And I think it's good. um, Some great advice that I was given was that, you know, if you're going to climb a big ladder, make sure you get near the right ladder. You got to get right. So you were near the ladder and you just kind of were like open. Yes. Okay. That's cool. I think that's really important. That's key. Yeah, it is to get, you got near the the ladder. Now, speaking of Black Hollywood Live, about three years ago, I came across one of your many interviews, but this one was interesting. You were asked about uh, the network and you said, I do not feel that a lot of the current media images offered to society paint African-Americans in the most positive light. BHL is important because it represents the opinions and voices that are a part of the African-American community in a positive, intelligent format. I remember that quote. Yes. Do you think you've stuck to that? Do you think, uh, to what extent have you achieved your goal of being in there and being a voice and being a presence? And what do you want to do next? Well, you know, um, with that, it's funny because one of the reasons the network was created and with speaking with Kevin and Maria Mm -hmm. at the beginning is that, you know, I told them, I said, you know, outside of BET, first of all, there's not a lot of places that up and coming actors who aren't either Will Smith or Holly Berry, who right. always get the media coverage for the ease and the Entertainment Tonight's and exactly. Access Hollywood. There, there's a lot of people in between who just who are going to be that person eventually or, right. or kind of lining themselves up to be that, and they haven't gotten there yet, and they need coverage. Right. So I wanted this to be a home where you could get the new person who's on the new own show and Holly Berry. You know, uh-huh. like, both could kind of be here. And it was also important for me to, you know, kind of represent... Um, for for our community in the sense of you know there's a lot of cra- there was a lot of ratchet crazy stuff on TV and that's fine listen we all watch it sometimes right, I, right. I am a I am guilty of watching <laughs> some ratchet reality TV shows I am not gonna act like I don't exactly but I also know that that's an oversaturation too if you right. I mean how many times can we see housewives fight how many times right. can we see guys get into a fight over something silly you right. know um, call each other names so I wanted a place where um, we could kind of express different shows from different point of views. You know, we could have intelligent commentary about hot topics of the week. We could mm-hmm. have intelligent commentary about people doing things in the community. We could have intelligent commentary with someone who's the new actor on OWN or on an NBC show who yeah. just wants to come in and just let people know who they are and introduce themselves. And I think that's Black Hollywood Live has accomplished that. Yeah. Uh, are we perfect? No, um, <laughs> not at all. Um, but when I feel like there are shows that are starting to kind of go a different direction Mm -hmm. we make changes you know because you also have to make changes with times you know and because it's always to grow you you can't stay stagnant and stay the same so you know we've had to make some tough decisions here but i think overall the one thing that makes me feel great is a when a publicist comes here and they bring their talent and they leave here and say my talent had the best experience here we love black hollywood live i've you know that just, I don't even know how to express that in words, how it makes me feel, because I know where we 
have come from and right. where we still need to go. Right. And then the other thing is that makes me feel great is when I see success stories. I mean, we've had several hosts who have gone on to do amazing things. Um, Ebony Williams, she was a host on our uh, Justice is Served show. She's a lawyer and she's now on Fox and mm-hmm. she just wrote a book and, yeah. and she's beautiful and, 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 and she intelligent <laughs> and, and still gives the credit back to, to after buzz and black Hollywood live right. and still very humble. And yeah. her career is like blowing up, you I know? know, and that makes me happy. Stacy Ike, she, you know, she was handpicked by Oprah Winfrey from yeah. our network yeah. to be on, on own. I, I mean, it, the list Stace. goes on and on, yeah. you know? So, that part, the fact that I can also build people's careers, I genuinely right. love that. You know, sure, I want to. We're, we're building this network. I'm building my career, but it's important for me to build the other people up with me because you can't do it alone. The way I see it is, I want to get five of my host jobs because that helps me to get keep my career going. Right, you know, it's right. like, hey, hook me up with that <laughs> exactly. that executive producer at that network. You know, or or, or yeah. you, they'll be in the room and maybe I'll pitch a show and they're like, you know what, Daryl gave me my start. I'm gonna we're, we're gonna right. buy that show, you know. No, gonna I'm, have a I'm, web. we're gonna right exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just think it's important to, to be able to come up with other people. I'm I'm yeah. not weird in that way. I know a lot of people get intimidated by, you know, other people coming up, and 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 you're like, yeah. people even said to me, they're like, "Wow, you're starting all these other these other careers. Like, how do you feel about that?" You know, I'm like, yeah. "That's that makes me happy." Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't it make me happy? Exactly. JFK, a rising tide lifts all ships. I love that. <laughs> I know. I love that one. I, I use that. that one a lot. But you're not just a pop culture expert, but you're also a horror expert. I did know that. I am that a horror expert. You. And you yeah. still do the Walking uh, the Walking Dead after show and after buzz. Are you still do. doing it? I do. I do. Yeah. It's uh, We don't start again until, you know, another month or so. But I actually just went to see the movie It. You know, at the theaters, I'm I'm hardcore with, with my, the clown. With, my, with the clown, with the clown, yeah, with the clown. Up or down, thumbs up. I, I loved it. I loved okay. it. But you know, what's funny is a lot of people. A lot of people freak out about clowns. And I I have this quote. Uh, people were asking me like, "How come you don't freak out about clowns?" I'm like, "Listen." I'm I'm a black man in in the U United States. I'm more scared about that than any clowns could ever approach me. Let's be 100. You know, right. you know, I've had to survive worse things than a clown. Right, you know, right, right. Uh, but no, I am I am a I'm, I'm a horror. I love horror. Like I, Chiller Channel is my best friend at home. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Last question. I have to find out what what is it that makes pop culture so interesting to you? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it just I think it's from growing up and just always looking at people on the TV screen and just thinking they were so fascinating and just like act, like favorite actors or musicians and just thinking like, wow, that life is so fascinating. I would love to know how that work, how that pe- person thinks mm-hmm. and what makes them tick. Even being a little kid, I used to always sit there and do that. Like, I used to look at like, huh. wow, like why do they think that way or why like how did they know they could do that like how did they how did they get that discover that talent right. and i've always wanted to um hear people's stories and tell people's stories mm-hmm. and i love talking to people i love talking to people and finding out their stories and 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 i just find people so interesting i love all different walks of life you know wherever you're at i think you know you have an interesting story behind you. And I think that that's what also entertainment brings to me. It's, it's so many interesting, eclectic people in this industry. And I enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy having friends who, you know, one may be, you know, this side of life and another this side of life. And we kind of all get in the same room and just powwow it out, you know, because I feel like that's how I learn. Right. You know? It's like traveling. It's like I tell people all the time, you have to travel. You know, um, it's important to me. I want to do more traveling. My sister 
uh, when she was in college, she asked me if she should live abroad. I was like, absolutely, because yeah. just learn culture. Just there's so much world out there, and I think a lot of times what we're I hate I just hate when people are closed minded. It's just like my my biggest right. pet peeve in people if you're closed minded and just so fearful of just that you feel like you have to stay in your own little space. Mm-hmm. Explore the world. I'm not saying move, but right. you know, learn. <laughs> you know, just learn from yeah. people. And in a way, I think culture is becoming a little more insular even through technology, even though it allows us. Um, we have, I think, the less face to face communication, and that's yeah. problematic because there's so so much bandwidth. And especially, sure. you know, I love that um, you're right. People have so many stories and they're often not what you think. Absolutely. That's what's so interesting. You yeah. think someone is going to be something. Uh-uh. And that's why I don't judge a book by its cover. Don't never. don't judge a book yeah. by the way an appearance sometimes. I mean, because you just never know what's you behind never that. Know. You never, never know. know. Some of my most interesting friends I would have never thought I would be friends with just based off of right. a quote unquote appearance. Right. And then you find out the layers of them. You're like, damn, this person's deep. And I learned some <laughs> stuff from them. I you know. know. So Yeah, so I think it's always good to also like um share your input like with somebody. Like um say it. Say, say the it. thing like if, yeah. if someone's like yeah i'm thinking about doing this and you're like uh yeah. you know this is what i think you shouldn't do like today i had a great friend um she was just telling me something she's kind of a new friend and she just kind of came right out and she was like no you don't want to do that she's like think about that in five years mm. and i hadn't even i just because sometimes when you want something you're just thinking you have tunnel vision, tunnel vision. and I she's like think about that in five to ten years do you want to be dealing with that and i was like interesting yeah that's true <laughs> But speaking of, I can't wait to catch up with you in five to ten years. And, of course, as a host who has uh, – you've given me a great start here. So I, I can tell you that I appreciate it very much. Well, I'm honored to be um, interviewed by you. I mean, I – you know, like I said, it's weird to be on this side of things. Yes. So, but you made the interview very easy. So awesome. kudos to you. Yeah. And, of course, thank you so much for joining us here today on Conversations on Black Hollywood Live. Please do join us again. You can check us out anywhere. Uh, you've seen this on YouTube. We can also find us at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Yeah, and my uh, Instagram, Twitter is all the same under my name. Daryl Kristen, D-E-R-R-I-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N. Yeah, and your Reels Channel uh, show. Reels Channel is uh, premiering, uh, start, actually started last Friday, but my episode is 50 Cent in TLC, so look for me on that Oh, one. TLC. Okay, I'm going to definitely yeah. watch that. It was Thank my you. favorite one, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great night. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Daryl Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Hollywood redefined. Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.